Praise the Lord. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David. And David hastened and ran toward the enemy to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. That the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. And there was no sword in the hand of David. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you for a few minutes on the, just a simple Bible lesson. How you kill a giant. How to kill a giant. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this great camp meeting. Thank you for everyone that has sacrificed of their times, of their treasures, of their talent, God, to make this meeting so impactful. I pray now, Lord, that you would anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet to deliver, Lord, to the very best of my ability. The simple word that you have given to me. God, if no one leaves impacted, I want you to change my life. Uh, speak to me. Encourage me. Transform me. Uh, don't leave me the same. I want to be changed. Uh, in the wonderful name of Jesus. Uh, and everybody said, in Jesus' name. Now say it like you know who he is. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Why don't we give Jesus a great big praise? Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. Amen. I don't know if you've ever searched the internet or, or any kind of conspiracy theorist or whatever, but uh, there are various pictures of uh, skeletons of giants that they have uh, uncovered. And, and there is some controversy about the validity of these pictures, whether they're photoshopped or real or they're fake. We, we don't really know uh, about that. But we do know from Scripture that at one point in time, uh, that 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 uh, giants roamed the earth. They walked the earth. And tonight it is that we no longer have a literal giant. Uh, I'm not trying to. I'm taller than most of you. I, I'm not trying to instruct you how to take me down tonight. But we face giants in our lives. Things that are bigger than us. It is fear and uh, addictions, bitterness and hate. It is doubt or, or whatever your giant may be. Uh, amen. You will face it. And perhaps you're tonight and say, oh, I've never had any giants. Well, let me tell you something from personal experience. You will come up against something that is greater than you. You will face something uh, that seems to be impossible. You will come up against an adversary that you will not be able seemingly to take on by yourself. Amen. And so for our, amen, if I got anybody who knows what I'm talking about. As we study this evening, we're going to look at the most famous giant killer of all. Little David facing or David facing Goliath. Uh, I know there were others that slayed giants in the scriptures, but we're going to go to the one we all know. Let's introduce him here to you in verse 3 of the 17th chapter of 1 Samuel. We, read that for me. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. Yeah. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He's a big guy. Something that was bigger than what they could face on their own. Amen. Verse 8. Skip on down for time's sake. And he stood and cried to the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants of Saul? Choose you a man, let him come down to me. Keep going. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, yeah. then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our you servants. You will serve us. You and your children will be our servants. We will take your daughters. They will be our prostitutes. We will take your children and they will begin to serve us. Let me tell you something. If you're going to defeat the giant, the first thing you've got to realize is that what you're fighting for is more than just yourself. If you don't get alcoholism out of your family, it will take hold of your children. If you don't 
leaders fight for the future. Well, I can, I can live with my, no baby, you might can handle it, but little Susie can't. Johnny's coming up behind you and he can't. Amen. And they are filled with fear in verse 11. And that's our giant. He's great. He's big. But we understand that we are fighting for our future. We are fighting for the generations that will follow us if the Lord tarries. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 17, brother. Read that quickly for me. 17 and 18. And Jesse said unto David, his son, take now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves and run to the camp of thy brethren. And carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand. Yeah. And look how thy brethren fare and take We've their met the giant. Here's the giant killer. Jesse says, son, he says, boy. It's kind of my dad talks to me. Boy. He says, take this, take this popcorn. That's how you know he was American. David was American and Dutch because he had popcorn and cheese. That cheesy popcorn. Amen. He said, take this popcorn down to your brothers and go find out what's going on. And you just be a little gopher boy. Can you imagine David in this setting? Here he is. He is the anointed one of God. I can see him saying, "Uh, hold on, dad. You calling me son? You ought to refer to me as your majesty with a British accent. Some of us get anointed and everything changes. Who do you think you are telling me what to do? Weren't you present when he came by with the oil and anointed my head with oil? Weren't you there when... No, 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 no. Here's what he does. Verse 20. Read verse 20. Watch this. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse, as had, Jesse commanded had commanded him. Anointed but if you're going to kill a giant, you got to know it's about your future and you got to know how to take orders. I've never seen an unsubmitted giant killer. If you're going to kill a giant, you've got to be able to have something. There better be somebody in your life that can look at you and say, hey boy, go down there and do that. Go and do that. Well, come on, some of you, come on, you're 21 years old, you've preached three times and you think you got it all together. You need a website with a PayPal donate link. Baby. You better have a man of God in your life look you in the eyeball and say, boy, that's wrong. Hey, and maybe you're 34 and you're preaching camp meeting. Maybe you better have somebody that can ring you up and say, that's wrong. Sit down. Go there. Go to Honduras. Go to the Netherlands. Do. Come on. The reason some of your giants aren't falling is because you're living in rebellion. I've never said rebellion. We'll keep that giant in your life. But as you submit yourself, I don't care how great you are. As you submit yourself, you will find giants begin to fall in your life. Well, my preacher's not a real good preacher. He's not fancy. He don't preach can't mean so what? He loves your soul. He's the man God has placed over you. Jesse's just not as fancy. You know, I could submit to Saul. Hey, Saul's already backslidden in his heart. Thank God for somebody. Thank God for a young, for a pastor that'll preach it straight to you. If you got a preacher that looks you in the eyeballs and is not afraid to preach it straight, you want to say thank you, Jesus. Read it again. Just read it again. And David rose up early. Rose up early. Left the sheep. If you're going to kill a giant, you got to get up early. I know these are just some basic principles, but we need to talk about them. Giant killers are disciplined. I know that's something we don't preach about much. Y'all ain't going to run the aisles. Disciplined. Never seen an undisciplined giant killer. Matter of fact, it's against the law now to discipline your children in some places biblically. And you see the results in our society. If let me let me 
I'll just tell you like I tell you, my church, if you, if you can't make it to church Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and prayer meetings, you're not a giant killer. If you can't get out of bed in the morning and pray, don't expect the giant to come down. If you don't read your Bible and you don't have the disciplines to, don't expect any miracle. It's just not going because if you're going to have a miracle, if you're not disciplined to get up and amen, a story about David and Goliath, don't expect. Come on, praise is a form of disciplining yourself to say, Lord, my flesh is submitted to the spirit of God. I'm going to worship God. Lazy people don't kill giants. Keep reading verse 20. And he came to the trench. He came. Look at this. He's introduced to his greatest enemy and he's in a trench. As he is introduced to his greatest adversary. The Bible says he came and he was in a trench. What's a trench? Trench is a low place. Now, I don't know how low this trench was. Let's say it's six feet deep. He's down in this low place where he is introduced into his greatest adversary. Let me teach you something about your enemy. He will always show up when you're at your lowest point. The enemy is strategic in his appearance. And when he's going to appear is when you're low. So you're six feet low looking up at a nine foot giant. So really he's not nine feet. He's 15 feet. But the truth is he's not 15 feet. He's only nine foot or whatever. It's just that you're in a trench. And if you could ever get up. If you could ever. I've come to tell somebody at camp meeting. It's not as bad as the devil's got you thinking it is. He's not as big as he looks. It's just because you're down. But if you'll get up. I said if you would get up out of your little pity party. If you'd get up. Stop sucking your thumb. And start stepping. Oh, it's not as bad as he's got you thinking. I know some people left your church. But it's not as bad as. He's got some of you thinking you're not going to pay the bills. Because your tithe failing. So here he is, low, looking up at this big, big old enemy. What do you do when you're low? Looking at your biggest enemy. Keep reading. And David rose up early in the morning. Got to get up early. Left the sheep with the keeper. Yeah. Took and went as Jesse has commanded him. Obeyed. He came to the trench. He's low. As the host was going There's forth. There's the enemy. To the fight. Yeah. And shouted. Hold on. When you're low looking at your greatest enemy, the Bible says he shouted. Because if you're going to kill a giant, you can't be silent. I've never, I don't know how it works, but I've never seen silent giant killers. Giant killers are shouters. us yes. you walk into cathedrals in Europe 
They actually have signs that say, please be quiet. Somehow they're linked. Sound is so spiritual. If it's too loud for you, it ain't got nothing to do with the sound. It's not a decibel level. It's a dedication level. It ain't your hearing, it's your heart. You didn't complain at the rock concert at 147 decibels. You getting your ears blown out. I say we turn it up louder than it's ever been. I say we shout louder than we've ever shouted. I say we're more radical than we've ever been. I say we have the greatest moves of God that we've ever had. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel like if someone would just lift their voice at this moment, that your child would begin to tremble at the sound. Oh, hallelujah. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. The church is defined by the sound. Verse 23. And he talked with them. And as he talked with him, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name. Yeah. Out of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the same words. And David heard them. Keep reading. Go faster. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were sore afraid. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel, he is come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches. Going to make him rich. And will give him his daughter. It's going to get a beautiful girl. And make his father's house free in Israel. Not going to have to pay no taxes. And David spake to the men that stood by him saying, what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine? And David said, hold on. Tell me about the money again. He said, oh, I, I want to hear about that again. What? What? I get to be rich. I got my wife here. Most beautiful woman in the world. And he's saying, I get to kiss the most beautiful. I get to kiss the queen's daughter. I get to be. Hey, that right there is worth fighting. All the married men, you better say amen real loud. You about to be in trouble. What's up? Y'all trying to pretend you're so spiritual, you married men to pretend like you don't like kissing. Maybe you like kissing. That's the best point I made all night. I'll be 16. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm with him. Hallelujah. That's the problem with a lot of marriages. I getting enough kissing going on. Amen. I'm going to keep preaching because I'm teaching you how to kill a giant, not how to kill your husband. (laughs) He said, uh, tell me about that money and that girl and tell me about about that tax-free living because that is sounding pretty good to me. And uh, the people answered him in verse 27 after the man. They told him again saying, so shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And then in verse, uh, keep reading, Brother Wesley, go. 
And Eliab, the eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. Yeah. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep? Who did you leave your little church with? Few. David never mentioned how many sheep he left, but he brings up the number. Devil's always going to tell you, you just, come on, there's some of you, the devil, who did you leave your little church? You're just the pastor of a little church. And I know we feel like we're massively large here tonight, but the truth is there's 7 billion people in the world. And the enemy will try to tell us we're really not in numbers that big. Let me, that's what the devil's tried to tell you, home missionary pastor. That's what the devil's tried to tell you, missionary. You're just a few. You're just a little. Nobody wants holiness. It's outdated. Nobody wants righteousness. Just a few. You are at the disadvantage because of your numbers. Look at Goliath, how big he is and how few you are. I know you're prideful, he says. Keep reading. He said, I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another. Isn't there a cause? Everybody preaching about what this cause is. Here, here's the answer. Keep reading. He turns to another. And spake after the same manner. And spake after the same manner. He turns to another and says, hey, tell me again about the money. Tell me again about the girl. And tell me about the tax-free living. He said, hold on, you're telling me. I get to be rich. I get the beautiful girl. And I don't have to pay taxes. And all I have to do is kill one giant. Isn't there a reason? Giant killers are shouters. And giant killers are focused on the reward. You're telling me there's streets of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl. You're telling me there's all that and all I gotta do is beat alcohol. Isn't there a cause? I've come to tell somebody, you need to get your eyes on the reward. You need to get your eyes on the prize. For no man starts running a race without knowing that there is a prize. saint came up to me one time and, and it's a true statement and I agree with it a hundred percent brother Tuttle even if there wasn't a heaven this is the best life and I said oh but there is a heaven I don't need hypothetical situations where heaven's off the table I said hell is taking heaven off the table for too long and I've come to mama facing a giant it's gonna be worth it all there's a place of no more dying no more crying no more lying no more cheating no more stealing no more abortions no more addictions no more alcohol no more sin no more cancer wars no more juvenile detention centers no more fears no more depressions no more suicide no more death What if, what if we, what if we expand and nobody fills up the balcony? But what if they do? What if I build a big building and nobody comes? But what if they do? What if I lay my hand on the sick and they don't recover? You got to get your eyes off of the risk and start looking at the reason. Start looking at the reward. Start, you want to start living your life like giants already dead. no more. You're too comfortable. You ought to be on your feet saying it's worth it. It's going to be worth it all. Every heartache and every long mile. It's going to be worth every try. Yes. Hallelujah. There's a reason. There's a reward. David said, verse 32, go, go, go. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. 
Thy servant will go and fight with the Philistine. Yeah. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. For yeah. Thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I called him by his beard and smote him, him and slew him. He said, I did what was right in the dark. If you're going to kill a giant, you got to be the same in the dark as you are in the daylight. More than ever before, there needs to be a call for character in our society. 82 million free pornographic websites. Oh, we're in the church. It's in the church too. There's people here under the sound of my voice addicted to internet pornography. You got a tie on, a suit on, and you think nobody knows, but I've come to tell you, God knows. And it's going to turn into a generational curse if you don't get it killed. It's going to take your sons down. It's going to take your grandson down. You better look, look, listen to this preacher good. You got to get that thing killed. You got to get that giant down. You've got to come against the spirit of lust that has grasped hold of our generation. And I, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right now, God, loose, loose, loose. Breaking the chain of pornography. Oh, if you're going to kill a giant, you can't have two different wardrobes. You can't have two different playlists. You can't have two different kinds of vocabulary. I remember I started pastoring just a few months into it and met a lady that was on the platform at her job. She didn't know I was coming by. I didn't even know she worked there. I showed up and she tried to pretend like she didn't know who I was. She wasn't dressed right, you know. Hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so. I said, well, I know who you are. I'm your pastor. <laughs> you go to my church every Sunday. It wasn't fun. Let me tell you something. Instances like that break your pastor's heart. We don't look. We are not out policing. They're not police. But when they see it, it hurt. It shredded my heart. I went home tears streaming down my face. I began to pray. That's what it does to you. That's what it does to your pastor. Now think about what it does to God. Just a few months ago, I'm walking down. My wife and I are in the market. And from a distance we see, for we live in the Netherlands, there are no, you don't bump into Pentecostals that are not from your church. If they're looking Pentecostal, they're from my church. And I should see them from a long ways off. It was summer. Everybody was dressed immodestly. Here come these two young girls. They were dressed beautifully. They looked Pentecostal from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. And I I tapped my wife. I said, look at that. That's ours right there. At that moment, my wife said, can you imagine what heaven's doing right now? Looking down through the windows of heaven, saying, that's mine. That's mine. You got a giant? You got a giant? What do you need? I've seen you walk in the marketplace. I've seen you dress holy in your high school. I've seen you be what you were on Sunday night, on Monday afternoon. So, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's no expiration date on doing what's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here. There's some, there's some things that are going to change after this camp meeting in some of your lives. There's some trash you're going to throw away. Come on, there's some personal convictions God is laying in your heart right now as I'm preaching. There's some things specifically that God is naming that you need to get out of your life right now. Do not wait. As soon as you get home, get rid of them. Remove them from your life. And you will see giants fall in your family and in your home, Daddy. Come on, Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Mm. 
He said in verse 36, I slew the lion and the bear. Keep reading that for me. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. See, and he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And Saul armed David with his armor. And and the Lord be with me. Let me tell you something. He says, I did it against the bear and the lion. He said, now I realize it. He said, for a giant killer sees their trials as training, not as trouble. You're never going to kill your giant complaining about every little lion. Some of you come to camp meeting with your finger. Poor little me. Nobody loves me. Everybody. I've never seen a sad giant killer. I've never seen a moping. The joy of the Lord. Hey, there's some people I'm just afraid to ask how they're doing. I mean, they never have a good day. <laughs> how you doing? Oh, God. hold on. <laughs> I got some problems too. Now, I'm not saying you got to lie, but you don't have to give the devil all the glory. Instead of moping and complaining and sucking your thumb about everybody that's leaving and how the youth... Hey, the whole youth group isn't living unholy. It's just one idiot. And all, But it feels like the whole youth group because you talk about him all the time. Stop talking about the moron sleeping around and start talking about the sister that's shouting. The whole church isn't living unholy. There's a host of young people generation rising up that have laid off the worldly lust and are shouters and prove me right young people you come on if you're under 35 i want you jumping come on show grandma and grandpa it's not as bad as they think look at that look at that there's still holiness there are still people that love righteousness there still is a generation that of God. They are alive and well. The joy of the Lord is my strength. How you doing? Hey, I've got the victory. I've got the victory. I've got the victory. your neighbor and say it's not as bad as you thought it was man I feel a spirit of encouragement here right now right now come on you've been staring at that empty pew where they left you and you've missed the ones that have been filling up while those were leaving you you're I don't know why I keep coming back to that point there's somebody here discouraged and a spirit of discouragement has grabbed you but I've come to tell you you are going to be victorious greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world I know you know that scripture then why don't you start saying it You're always talking about how bad it is. You ain't a giant killer. There's 38. I'm almost done. And Saul armed David with his armor, and he put on him a helmet of brass upon his head. Also, he armed him with a coat of mail. David girded his sword upon his armor, and he essayed to go, for he had not proved it. Not proved it. And David said unto Saul, David said to Saul, I gotta be myself. Giant killers are themselves hey god has has, is anointed you not who you're faking to be you don't have to be matthew tunnel and i don't have to be you thank god come on if you're going to kill the giant you got to fall in love with what god made you we live in a society that is devaluing our humanity and our existence our culture continually tells our 
our generation. If you got blue eyes, you need brown eyes. If you got brown eyes, you need green eyes. I was walking in the airport. Dude walks by, has red eyes. Like, are you kidding me? Purple, brown hair wants to be pink and purple. And I mean, it's unbelievable. It's a spirit of dissatisfaction. Not satisfied with who I am. Thinking I have to be like them. And it's gripped the church. It's where now we think in order to have revival, we have to sing exactly perfect like this. And have that song and this and that and the other. No, you know what you need to go home do, preacher? Start preaching like you preach. Be you. Be. I can't be. He's a great preacher, but I can't preach like Brother Home. I'm Matthew Tuttle. It's a little Bible study, but it's who I am. And it's how I've taken down giants in my life. Stop letting the devil make you insecure by what you do not have. And realize it might just be a sling, but with the anointing of God on it, it is enough to bring revival to your city, revival to your nation. Hallelujah. I know that's simple, but it's the generation we live in. Nobody want to be somebody else. Be who you are. Be apostolic. Come on. We don't have to look like the world to reach the world. We don't have to be like him to reach them. I had some dude get ready to preach and they're like, well, what kind of song do you need before you preach? You want a fast one or a slow one? I said, I don't even need a song. Why we have this mentality that, oh my God, we got a fast song, slow song. Well, how do you want it? Hey, you know how I want it? I want the truth, pure, unadulterated. Open that word of God and preach it to me. And if they don't like that, fast song, slow song ain't really going to matter to you, baby. If you need a song to get you happy, there's something wrong. There's nothing better than the word of God. And I'm thankful I'm with some people. I sent some giant killers here that are in love with the word. I'm a giant slayer. Mm. Verse 40. And he took his staff in his hand, chose him five smooth stones. Five stones. Everybody's got theory. J-E-S-U-S, four brothers. Uh, I, I don't know. Why did he pick five? My big revelation, and probably you've heard it before, but it's mine. Why did he have five stones? In case he missed on the first one. We reveal here how many times, maximum times, it's ever taken him to hit his target. Obviously, it had been five times. He knew, I, I've always been able to get it on the fifth one. Because if you're going to kill a giant, you've got to be determined. I've come to preach to somebody the wind of adversity has been blowing against your determination. And has been trying to take you down and get you to quit. Come on and show well, I tried it back in 1975. I clapped three times. Baby, you need to bust out the backup stone and say, well, if my patty cake didn't work, I'm going to do a little shout. And if shouting don't work, I got a backup stone. I'm going to run. And if running don't work, I'm going to scream. And if screaming, because whatever it takes, I'm going to leave this camp meeting and that giant's going to be dead. I'm determined. I'm determined. If it don't Sweeping into your spirit right now with a renewing and a fresh commitment to taking down the giant of your city, taking down the giant of your youth group. He's going to come down. You just got to make up your mind. Some of y'all waiting for me to get to the best point, and I've already hit like 17 of them. You ought to be on your heads saying, Yeah, yeah. Verse 42. 
And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him. For he was but a youth and ruddy and a fair countenance. Yeah. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give thy flesh into the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. You've got the advantage in the natural. But I come to you. I got to read this. I'm sorry. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I know I talk about it a lot because I love that name. I love that name. Come on, I know that the giant seems to be greater in the natural. And the truth is, he is. He is seemingly at the advantage. But there is an army encamped around about them, around you, that is greater than your adversary. He that is with us, there is more with us than those that are against us. We hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I just feel like saying again, come on, pastor, go home and have the greatest revival you've ever had. For he is with you. He is with you. The name, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied, God's keeping track. Verse 46, I know you know the story, but it's fun reading it. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and yeah. take thy head from thee. And I will give thy carcass to the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. And all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth, not with it's sword. The whole world, your city's going to know. Eliab up there who's been knocking and criticizing you. I can see that older brother standing up on the hill watching down there critical. Come on, you're always going to have critics. His family's criticizing him. Negative. Hey, if there's any reason to kill the giant, let's kill him just to shut him up. Instead, come on, instead of using that as discouragement, you ought to use your critic as a reason, as a motivation. I got to do this to shut my... Tired of hearing them telling us the whole world doesn't want holiness and young people don't want to live. We've got to have revival to show them it's not true. Okay, I got to keep going. I'm almost done. Go, go, go. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the army. Some of you have been procrastinating it. You've got to run quickly. Keep going. Keep going. And David put his hand in his back and took thence a stone and sang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champions dead, they fled. (laughs) Can you imagine that older brother up there looking down saying, what is going on here? That crazy little boy, what's he? Arrogant little crazy he thinks he knows everything acting all super spiritual down there with his jesus name church up there at the front at the altar acting all super spiritual he thinks he's gonna get it down there got there early to camp meeting thinks that there's some kind of way he's gonna defeat what our family couldn't ever defeat they think their marriage is gonna make it when daddy's marriage didn't make it and mama grandmamas didn't make it great grandma who does he think he is and all of a sudden he hastens towards him and i can just see his eyes getting bigger all of a sudden that little stone starts slinging towards Towards that spirit of divorce, towards that spirit of addiction, towards that spirit of alcohol, towards that spirit of hate, and whack.
Because if you're going to kill a giant, the last thing you got to know you got to do, you have to cut the head off. was theatrical. He was a musician. He grabs it up and he goes, na 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 Some of you need to reach down from that giant you've got laying on the ground and chop his head off. And you need to put to rest the doubt whether or not he is dead or not. Because a giant without a head never gets back. Reach down as it were to the earth For your child has been laying there You've had him down since Saturday night You've been walking on him But let me tell you something about this giant you've got down If you don't take his head off right now He's going to be there next week Because he comes back every other time Tells you why you can't have revival Tells you why you can't have a breakthrough Tells you why your family's going to be no different Than those that came before you I want you to take that head and pull it off Sunday. I want you up here on this platform. Make your way right here. Come on. You've got a small congregation. I know what it's like. Come on. Join me right here. We're about to have a shout down. We're about to have a breakthrough. 
because you have come to this camp meeting discouraged. You've come down under a weight. You're in a city that seems greater than you. Come on, it's small congregation, a hundred members or less. Come on, right now, run up here quickly. This is your moment. Spirit of discouragement and fear. Spirit of hate that has crabbed hold of some of us. Come on, look at them come all across this congregation. These are the heroes right here. These are heroes in cities across this nation that are the hope of this nation. Yea, the world, I say. Yes. church larger than the mentioned number. I want you to get with one of these people, one of these saints of God, one of these leaders and preachers of the truth. Come on and we are going to shout with them as a congregation. We are going to lift our voices and we are going to begin to shout victory and we're going to shout the name of Jesus and when we begin to declare the name of Jesus, something is going to happen in these churches and I believe in, in the supernatural in the unseen realm God is going to send angels to the congregations that they pastor and that there is going to be a harvest like never before. Come on, this is why I came to camp meeting. I didn't come to see what you were wearing. I came to see a giant fall. I didn't come to see what kind of tire or what was in style or what kind of songs. I came to see my giant fall. I've got a giant that I need. i got a giant of worldliness. got a giant. Come on, on the count of three. Across this congregation, I want you to shout the name of Jesus for these people, for these saints, and for this city. One, two, three, Jesus!